Hey, it's the RU Review, episode number 11. I'm Steve Titchener, and back on the show is Bob Hermati. And Bob, Rutgers loses 35-16 to Ohio State. Uh, this, and actually Ohio State ended up covering. Hard to believe because it was much closer than the score indicated. And I'll even argue, not only were they competitive, they actually could have won the game had they not uh, had a couple of mistakes where we said they could not, they had to pay, play pretty much a perfect game. And in fact, the mistakes that they made are the ones that did them in. But they were more than competitive. Uh, great crowd on hand for the game. And uh, I thought that they uh, they were in a position in that second half to pretty much shock the nation. It just didn't happen. A few too many mistakes. And Ohio State is good at the end of the day. Absolutely. They are uh, the number one ranked team for a reason. Uh, they got talent all over the field. Um, I was very impressed uh, with a couple things for Rutgers. Number one, they played, uh, they made one mistake in the first half. And of course, when you're playing the number one team, you make a mistake, it comes back and bites you. Uh, they gave Ohio State a short field on a bad snap, shank, punt, whatever you want to call it. Um, and Ohio State scored their only points in the first half on that, as I recall. And then, of course, the the, the devastating uh, mistake uh, where instead of going up uh, 12 or um, or 16 to 7, they threw the picks, you know, Wimstad threw the pick six on a really nice play by the safety for Ohio State. And uh, the air went out of the crowd after that, as, as I know you're aware. Um, and it just, it just goes to show you that Rutgers has improved to the point where we can point to specific plays in a game against the number one team in the country, as opposed to just, yeah, they didn't belong on the Getting same run over. as them. Getting run over, right? And we have right. to look at this, Bob. Listen, in Rutgers' three losses, they have a pick six in each loss. And, you know, yeah. you can't, you know, it's very hard in the Big Ten, as competitive as it is, with these, with these good teams to, to recover from that. And I think we both, we discussed it after the play. And, you know, like I'm sandwiched between a Michigan alum and a Penn State alum, okay? And both of you said the same thing. You know, Manangai's running the ball well. You're doing something well. Why get, you know, fancy? Why get cute? Why, you know, so... The idea of the play, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it, it drawn up, uh, you know, and a um, and a play that, you know, listen, if the safety bit, right, it would have worked, but the safety didn't bite. So, so Wimsack goes to, up as if he's running the ball, right? Then he stops and he flips the ball, but it's really tough there, Bob, because he hasn't shown much touch. Let's be honest, he's got a great arm, but he doesn't have much touch. And that's a ball that has to go over, but in between, you know, over the coverage, but in between the coverage and the safety. And it just didn't happen. He had a collision with the safety. And, you know, Ohio State got a big break there. They really did. I mean, Manungai was running the ball well. And, you know, and I know Shiano, you know, he, he did the same thing on all three pick sixes. Listen, if the play worked, it would have been a brilliant call. The play didn't work. But let's back up here because all of them, I'll make an argument, all of them were unnecessary in that spot. And especially... That play, uh, again, um, you know, if it worked, which it didn't, it didn't work. If that safety bit thought that Wimsat was going to run and he had to get up and there's uh, 
there's Manungai running alone in the end zone. That would have been phenomenal. Didn't happen that way. And it's and it ended up being tragic consequences for this for the game, really, because you really couldn't. And I'm telling you what, if that doesn't happen, then you've got a very, very interesting fourth quarter. You know, likely the Buckeyes pull it out. You know, as we talk, said, you know, with, you know, with, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison and, you know, as, as good as they are, uh, seems like, you know, if they get down the red zone, he'll get open in the end zone. You know, it's just, and it happened twice. And actually they, you know, he only had four catches, but two of them were in the red zone. And, you know, he's just a big NFL receiver, uh, you know, and logger beam just couldn't, you know, couldn't cover him in the corner there. And Stroud has a good enough arm to get it to him and, and boom, that was it. You know, the, the two touchdowns by him. There's also another uh, mistake, Bob, with the, with Travion Henderson. Remember, because it's right in front of us. I guess it was right around the 35, 40-yard line. Um, he, he caught a pass. He was, um, you know, he was kind of bottled up at the sidelines and for some, somehow ended up enter, going back into the field and, and going down to the 12-yard line. Uh, yeah. Bad angles by the safeties. I mean, there was like three red jerseys right there. They couldn't catch him. It was uh, it was kind of um, that, that was because it was a bit it was a critical part a time of the game, and so it was just those you know three or four mistakes um, that did Rutgers in. And it had they not you know had they you know they may have been able to you know at least put a scare in the Buckeyes late in that game late in the fourth quarter. Uh, and uh, and it didn't happen, but uh, a, a very good game and a very good sign that they were actually um, competitive with them. Because then now that's where I really felt, well, wow, this team really is for real. I mean, they've, um, you know, it, it looks like, you know, Northwestern and, and Vatech kind of turned their seasons around too. So they weren't total pushovers. I mean, they've got some good wins. And absolutely. And, um, and like you said, they've got, um, They've got more talent. You know, I've seen some um, some negative comments on on Wimsat. I'm not ready to go there. He's the best. He demonstrated some touch in that second half when they. You had know, to he really did, and in, in, he he really did show some touch in the second half because he really just locked in and and had some nice throws. Yes, uh, and, and the, that's not an easy no. defensive backfield to throw against either no. they, they put out one or two pros out of their defensive backfield pretty much every year the, listen it, it it was it's a good defense they were able to move the ball a lot better than i thought they would have been guy who was able to run the ball I they mean, outgained ohio state yeah by about 35 yards you know, they outgained the number one team in the country um now i know that's a stat that you only point to when you don't win but that just goes to show you you know, again, we're discussing three or four plays. We're right. not discussing a complete lapse. We're not discussing, uh, you know, not enough talent to even be on the same field like during the Ashes. Right. Big we're breakdowns on offense and defense where they just couldn't do right. anything. I mean, it was, it was, um, you know, they took the shot and they gave it. Uh, and it was, it was very encouraging. But again, you know, listen, and, and you know, Shan will tell you all day, it's about winning and losing. There's no moral victories here. And no. there was a possibility to win that game. There actually was, but, which is exciting. But wins, especially in football, with 85 scholarships and 110 players, wins in almost any sport when you're building, wins are a lagging indicator of improvement. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, there's no way you can't say Rutgers is greatly improved over the span of Shiano's second uh, go-round as a coach. And you can't say that you can't say that other teams look at Rutgers, especially going into Rutgers Stadium and say and chalking up a win before the game's even played. That those days are over. Yeah. Okay. You you got to bring, you got to bring it against mm-hmm. against Rutgers. Uh, I mean, Ohio State kind of it didn't didn't impress per se during that first half. Somebody in the locker room in halftime said, uh, guys, we're in a game here. You know, this isn't Rutgers from the Ash era. This is, this is a new Rutgers. And, um, okay, the, the, you know, the, end, the final score was 19 points, but the game was closer than that. And, and you know, if, the, if three of the three and four plays that we're talking about, if even half of them went Rutgers' way as opposed to all of them going Ohio State's way, you're talking about a much different outcome. No question. And so, look, um, we'll look at it as an encouragement, uh, encouraging uh, sign along the process here. Uh, we'll move to uh, Iowa here. Again, this is, uh, I'm very surprised. I thought that the uh, spread would be a little, little more. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Iowa favored by a point. Um yes. Now they're at home. Their offense scares no one. Yeah, I mean they can't me. they can't score, which is true. They it, can't throw the ball. And uh, and and by the way, with um, you know Tyreen Powell out, uh, Rutgers defense still played a tough game. Uh, Deion Jennings kind of picked it up. Um, Muhammad oh. Torre had the big pick, and he had a good game. Um, so they, uh, you know, they, they they were tough, and they'll they'll be tough at Kinnick. Oh. Of course, it's a tough place to play. It gives Iowa a huge advantage there. But, yeah, I mean, they're not scoring. I mean, they got Deacon Hill is their quarterback. Um, they're going to play field position. They're mm-hmm. going to rely on – they have fantastic special teams. That Cooper DeJean guy. Yeah, he's good. It, it's a, yeah. he's, a, he's a pro. He's, he's yeah. playing on Sundays. They got, a good de- they got a good defense still, too. They always and they do. they still have a good defense, yeah. and they make you they, – their attitude is, is – you're going to start at the 25 and we're going to make you go 75 yards and we're going to make you do it in 12, 15 plays. And eventually you're going to make a mistake. You're going to have a penalty. You're going to turn the ball over, whatever, drop a pass. And we're going to get the ball back. I mean, that's, that is Iowa at Kinnick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have this weird vibe there where the crowd is right behind the visiting team's bench. I mean, you can, they can reach over and pluck your hat off from the first row, first row of the stands. And um, they just, that stadium, I've seen very talented teams go in there and either lose or barely win against the less talented Iowa team. Yeah. And they beat uh, Northwestern at Wrigley Field 10-7. Yes. It was 0-0 zero, zero at halftime. It set <laughs> offense back to the 60s, apparently. <laughs> so this is going to be a defensive battle. I think the over-under was like 28 points. Are you kidding me? Something or something around that area. Wimstat cannot overthrow receivers over the middle. Yeah. You do that killed. against Iowa, and that is they just lick their chops when they yeah. see that. Yeah. You're going to have to grind. I think they, they probably can run the ball a little bit. Hey, look, if they can run against Ohio State. They can run against anybody, 
and they were able to do that at home uh, this past yep. Saturday. So let's yep. see if they can go to Kinnick and see if Menungai, who's really just having an incredible season, it's, it's just immensely impressed with this guy. Leading He's unbelievable, you know? So we were talking about, hey, you know, um, where's, where's Samuel Brown? But now it's like, look, you know, maybe Samuel Brown, uh, he, he comes around next year. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, he, he me, gets, like and he gets on the field. On the depth chart. Yeah. Menungai is the bell cow. And like I said, I believe he's leading the conference in rushing. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really uh, incredible, um, uh, incredible season for him. And that wasn't a given, especially, you know, when, uh, you know, they had, they, they'd, he'd struggled earlier um, in the, in the season. I mean, what was the first year he, he didn't run at all against, oh, like uh, Wisconsin, he couldn't do anything. And so there were games where he, um, you know, where, where they just couldn't open holes. The line couldn't, uh, the offense, but the offensive line is something's going on there. They have, they have, and you said this, uh, they have, they've improved quite a bit. And well, that's they a, hired that new coach yeah. who has NFL, a lot of NFL experience. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's earning his money. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, they got something going there. So if they can run the ball, against Iowa. This will be a very interesting game and could very well, as you said, I mean, it's kind of a toss up, you know, uh, again, a mistake here, a turnover there. Um, This can be a very, um, very interesting game in Iowa City. I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. If Rutgers does not turn the ball over, and Mm -hmm. I'm talking zero turnovers, Mm -hmm. I predict Rutgers wins the game. Interesting. And now, so now, you know, that's, that's, there's your, there's your seventh win. Um, and again, you guys, uh, Penn State got back on uh, back on course at Maryland. What's happened to Maryland? My goodness, it wasn't even a game. Uh, it? No, it wasn't much of a game. It wasn't even a game. Uh, Fourteen nothing, Penn State in the first quarter, and it didn't get a whole lot better from there. Yeah, um, I was able to watch it on you know I DVR the game uh, because obviously I was at the Ohio State Rutgers game, and yeah. Uh, if Penn State could play like that mm-hmm. against Michigan yeah. or against Ohio State, monster week! It's huge. It, What's the spread, it, Bob, on on Penn the State? The last I saw, Michigan was was favored by four or four and a half. In your in your it, house, wow. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, what that shows you is that odds makers in Vegas look at at. Coach Franklin and say he's four and fifteen combined against Ohio State and Michigan since he took over mm-hmm. as head coach at Penn State. Okay. They see that and they say, you know what? The guy just spits the bit against those two teams. If yeah, you're at home, talent-wise, I admit Michigan's quarterback is a dual threat, and and Penn State's is really not. But aside mm-hmm. from that, talent-wise, I mean we're we're pretty even with Michigan, yeah. and we're at home. So, yeah, that that kid makes big plays too in big spots. He's he's a yes. he's a gamer. Yes, he does. So and we don't. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's you know, with, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Wow. Just, I I know. I don't have. I mean, that's the thing. I don't have confidence that even at home, Franklin is going to be able to come through with a win in that game. Now he could surprise me, and oh man, my dreams would come true. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll the see. Best prediction of, of of future behavior is past behavior. And in right. the past, you know, he's blown it against Michigan at home in 2021. We had a fourth quarter lead. And 
blew the game with about two and a half minutes left. Um, so, but in the uh, end, you're you're look, you're a talented team, and very. you're good at you're good at home. And Rutgers is going to um, have a hell of a um, afternoon at, in Happy Valley. It's going to be tough. Now, who knows? I think they'll battle well, but that's again. We're going back to, hey, where's that seventh win? And, man, you got to believe the way Maryland's playing, although Rutgers just hasn't played well. Even when Maryland's – Maryland usually has that second-half swoon when they start playing the really good teams, just like Rutgers. But then they they meet at the end of the year, and Rutgers just hasn't been in the game. Yeah, so Rutgers is at home, and this yeah, year is a different story. I agree. Rutgers at home is tough. I agree. Year. But let's that's that's in the distance. So we'll 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 focus on Iowa and, and this game coming up. A three o'clock uh, kickoff, three three thirty kickoff um, at Kinnick uh, Kinnick Stadium. Sounds right. In in uh, right. in Iowa City. So uh, uh, another uh, another huge Big Ten matchup, and uh, it's you know looks why Rutgers got in the Big Ten. It's exciting stuff. I, I love it, and um, love that they're going to Kinnick. I love that they're. They're playing football the way they're playing in the Big Ten this year. It's just, it's really exciting. And, uh, you know, just seeing what they did against Ohio State was awesome. So, uh, no reason, I agree, Bob, no reason to believe that if, you know, no, no, you know, limit the mistakes and no turnovers, this could be Rutgers' game. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see how it pans out. And that'll do it uh, for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find our uh, podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. We've got our site, moresportsnow.com. The Jersey Hardwood podcast is coming up now that uh, basketball uh, is back. Check that out as well, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.